crisis brings out the worst and the best of our habits. It's through crisis that we really get to see some of the habits that we have amplified a lot. We have definitely seen a lot of initiatives from social sectors, even from individuals trying to help the less fortunate or low-income families. It's a good indicator of the social capital that we have in Singapore. Welcome to Agile Leaders Conversations. Agile Leaders Conversations is all about bringing leaders from all walks of life, backgrounds and generations together and have authentic discussions on leadership agility. My guest today is Mr. Metani. He represents the younger and up-and-coming group joining the workforce in the future and hearing his perspectives on leadership, agility and paradoxes will shed valuable insights and foster greater generational understanding. I hand over the time to Meta to share a little about himself. Thank you, Chen Chen. I'm Meta. As you mentioned, I'm a Gen Z. So not much of life experience right now. A lot of my leadership experiences are largely confined within um, institutions, mainly educational institutions and military institutions. I had some experience as assistant head prefect in primary school. Though the scope is pretty limited, I had greater opportunity and autonomy for student leadership in secondary school. Where I met you, you've guided me tremendously back then as the chairperson of the student council. I got to organize different kind of national events, host sessions, overseas student leaders. Subsequently, I was shortlisted to be the top 40 nominees for the National Young Leaders Award. And after national service, I've moved on to be working in one of the largest social enterprises in Singapore while waiting for university admission. Thank you, Meta. For those of you who didn't catch it, Meta and I met in school. I was his student council teacher. And through the experiential learning approach, Meta did blossom and grow in the experience. I'm really thankful for it. Meta was also very supportive and got a copy of my book when he found out that it was launched through Facebook. And so Meta, what are your general thoughts of the book after reading it? For a start, I think the common approach to paradoxes would be, do I be a task-oriented leader or do I be a people leader? But what your book really inspired is really to embrace a both approach. So it isn't that one side is better than the other. There's no right or wrong. Sometimes we need both. We are just constantly living in these two ends, swinging from one end to the other. We just need to be more aware of what are the positive and negative aspects. So reading the paradoxes, you do see that both sides are correct. Both sides have their pros and cons. Was there a paradox that resonates strongly with that? Paradox would be individual versus team. Being a chairperson of the student council or being a specialist and commander in national service, I think this has really been a struggle for me. Should I focus on the team's needs or should I focus on specific individual needs? And these two experiences have actually become two extremes of paradox as I venture into these experiences and journey. When I was in student council, I was very focused on the team, wanting to get people moving and then make sure that things are being done. I did neglect certain individuals. That was probably something that I felt, in hindsight, there were some missed opportunities. Perhaps having fear of making that same mistake again in national service, I actually chose to focus a lot more on individuals, trying to understand their concerns, trying to find answers that would suit every individual. But that led me to become a leader who processed matters in a much lower rate, which isn't something really good in the military. And there are definitely missed opportunities there as well. And after reading your book, you have allowed me to name the tension that I was experiencing, which is a really important insight for me. 
I do hope that through these experiences and through reading about paradoxes, I can actually exercise better self-leadership and team leadership. And I do think that this paradox is actually a much needed and very relevant paradox in today's world. That's great. I know leadership agility is probably not something that we have covered uh, in schools. And as a young adult, I'm wondering, how do you see leadership agility? Well, the fundamental assumption that I have for leadership agility and paradoxes is that the goal of learning these concepts is really to change our mindsets. And it's crucial we do that. Oftentimes, we equate our actions to results. So if I want to get these results, then I must do step one, two, three, four, and just wish that the results will come in. Doing those actions would probably get you where you want to be, but it doesn't happen all the time. So the question is, what happens if you don't get the results that you want? And I think what's missing from this equation is really the part of seeing how we see the situation matter. I think what the book tries to explain about leadership agility and paradoxes, there are very important aspects of helping us see the context better be it our own context or the context of our environment. To hear that to you, changing mindset sounds like a key process in ensuring that we design the right actions, which then helps people get to the desired outcome. As we now start talking about COVID-19, and COVID-19 does definitely has an impact on how young people learn. So how does it change the way you spend your time now? Well, I definitely think that COVID is really an interesting time. As a young adult, I think this is the first time I ever experienced such a crisis in such a real manner. The financial crisis in 2008, I was still pretty young and I didn't think that I was mature enough to make sense of what was going all around me. Fast forward to today, being slightly older and being curious about the world, I'm seeing dramatic shifts everywhere. And, and this COVID-19 situation has affected from nations to even every single individuals. And one thing I do notice as I'm working from home is that this shift in expectations at home and that definitely affects the way I spend my time. The lockdown has really brought everyone from your offices in a small confined space called home. So we definitely need to navigate new boundaries. Um, there is really that shift in time management due to these shifting expectations. We have really pivoted and I think everyone has become more understanding and empathetic. Where everyone is living in a shared context, we're all experiencing similar challenges. That's why we are able to allow ourselves to be more empathetic and more understanding. Well, what about education? How do you see education changing for you going into the university soon? Well, it's definitely a missed opportunity in terms of social context. Pre-COVID learning, it's really about going to school with your friends, enjoying classes together, and even having lunch or dinner together afterwards. But now with safe distancing, we are also entering something called a low-touch economy. With regards to education, it's virtual learning. Definitely social interaction is maybe missed, but there's a lot of opportunities to collaborate. It also means that we do get opportunities to speak to people and collaborate with people from other parts of the world as well. And that kind of context is really important in times of COVID. A really quick example, I've noticed during this period, this a lot of virtual lectures, webinars that someone from the UK can actually just create this whole webinar and me being in Singapore can actually just watch it. In a sense, that's really valuable and very efficient as well. So instead of seeing COVID-19 as taking away or lessening your education experience, 
it actually opens the entire world and all the learning opportunities to you. Because my heart will then go out to those who don't have access to the technology because I think it's through crisis like this that we see the gap between those that have more resources versus those who don't even have the basic internet infrastructure for education to continue. Yeah, I definitely think that crisis brings out the worst and the best of our habits. It's through crisis that we really get to see some of the habits that we have amplified a lot. We have definitely seen a lot of initiatives from social sectors, even from individuals trying to help the less fortunate or low-income families. It's a good indicator of the social capital that we have in Singapore. Um, but there are definitely room for improvement as well. It's quite apparent that you have a very wide uh, view of what's really happening in the world and all the issues that you are concerned with. So Meta, as a young person who will be joining the workforce in a couple more years, I'm interested to know from your perspective, what kind of organizations or leaders would attract you to work with them and stay with them longer? When I think of leaders I want to work with, I want someone who is probably empathetic, someone who is really adaptable, someone who really cares, yet firm enough to make good decisions. And definitely a part of leadership agility comes in, knowing when to be firm and when to be caring, for example. I would want to find someone who can help me make sense of meaning of my job, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, towards aspiring towards self-actualization. We definitely need certain monetary incentives, but beyond that, it's a lot about meaning of work. I don't think a lot of it has to come from the leaders that I'm working for or the management I'm working for. Part of it also has to come from ourselves because the leaders can give you opportunities to make meaning of the job, but whether you find the job meaningful or not, it's ultimately our own responsibility and our own take on it. I think you really hit the nail on that. Perhaps employers can relook really how they're engaging and giving employees opportunities to explore what is the meaning behind their work. But at the same time, it is also the employee's responsibility to go on that search. What would you like to say to fellow Gen Z leaders out there? I will just share what I've learned through my working experience in a social enterprise, which I think will be useful to Gen Z leaders while watching. Part of my job scope is to provide logistical and coordination support for the programs. There was this time one of my directors was invited to a local university to share her insights as a social entrepreneur and a cultural change strategist. During a Q&A, one of the undergraduates asked how can we gain more self-clarity and emotional maturity quickly. And what she advised was surprising for me. She asked him not to give himself too much pressure to mature or to find his own identity. Some people call true calling and she cautioned him not to determine an end point. She did also mention casually that most individuals usually take at least until 30 years old to find an inkling of clarity of who they are she also mentioned that you really have to take every opportunity to learn, whether it's a failure or a setback. So if you're a Gen Z watching this, uh, it's really relevant to you. There must be certain motivations for personal growth or development that make you watch this video. And you can probably see another paradox of this undergraduate facing. Should I mature quickly in a very fast fashion or should I slow down and just let life take its course? Life is full of paradoxes and I'm pretty sure that there'll be many more paradoxes and much more complex challenges and definitely every decision making is important. I do hope that in every paradox that we find ourselves in, we do find a better version of ourselves in exercising leadership. And I think it's even more important for Gen Z leaders during this period of COVID-19 to really take notice of what's around us. 15 years time, 
many of us will be taking leadership roles or be middle managers. The lessons and the impacts today is going to be far-reaching. I do hope that the lessons and the responses that we learned today will definitely be something that we take to see as an important aspect. Very well said. Life is full of learning opportunities and paradoxes if you keep a lookout for it. Another point which I reflected, oh, 15 years time, I think I'll be quite old. But I think the COVID crisis does shape the young people in a different way and change their leadership style. If we can all emerge from this crisis, stronger, better. Then I think as an elderly person, 15 years later, I will feel very secure that I'll be well taken care of by capable leaders like yourself. Definitely. <laughs> wow, very good to connect with you again to have this conversation after so many years. Thanks for your support and making time to be part of this interview. Thank you for having me. Thank you.